Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where normally I investigate specific episodes of the Joe Rogan experience, but today I am doing something slightly different. Today will be part one of me giving a score to every guest I have investigated over the course of this podcast, which was started back in 2019. Why am I doing this? You may ask yourself, what is this? What is going on? Well, there wasn't really a recent episode I felt like looking into, and I've also been kind of busy lately in real life. It does not help that episodes of Jerry are all 10 hours long now, so it takes a while to make uh, these episodes. I mean, who has the time for this? Four and a half hours, that's how long the new one with uh, Duncan Trussell is. I mean, I don't have time to listen to that. And, and I'm not just talking about JRE either here. I think a lot of these long-form internet things are not long because they have a great many things to say. I think they're just long because they aren't edited. And I, I know that some of them are long specifically for like meme purposes, like that 10-hour video analyzing iCarly or whatever, but a lot of it is not a joke. And I think this is not good. Or maybe it's just a bit silly, if, if not exactly damaging. And it's not just like amateur internet content either. A lot of internet shows, like streaming shows, every episode is like 70 minutes. This is a tangent, but it's necessary. And they're not 70 minutes for any sort of reason. They're all like extremely slow-paced, boring, they have a lot of filler. And really, they would be better off just sticking to the old TV drama format of like 42-minute episodes which was an hour with commercials. Ye olden boomer television that was 42 minutes long, it at least got to the point fast. New, <laughs> like, streaming era shows, they, like, drag on endlessly, forever. Dark is, like, especially bad about this. You could condense every relevant thing in Dark into, like, five minutes. It's crazy. And before you say I just have like ADD or something, there are good things that are long and that are long for some sort of purpose, like epic movies like Lawrence of Arabia and stuff. Anyway, the first episode I made of this podcast thousands of years ago, back in 2019, was on David Fravor and Jeremy Corbell. Rogan has not shut up about David Fravor ever since. And while I still don't think there's anything to that Tic Tac video. This was a good episode that I would give an 8 out of 10. I'll probably just be giving all Alien episodes high scores because I like aliens, even though I don't think they have ever visited Earth, and in fact, I do not think they exist at all, and I think space is pretty stupid and pointless. Uh, Alien the movie, however, is not stupid. My second episode ever was Edward Snowden. I'd give that episode an 8 out of 10 as well. Unlike many weeaboo computer programmers, Snowden is actually good at talking, which is uh, good if you're going to be a podcast guest. And while we still live in a panopticon, I appreciate his effort to fix that. It was a good effort. Didn't really work, but it was a good try, and I respect that. Then I did one on Ben Westoff, who I would give a 7 out of 10, because it was pretty interesting, 
but not as interesting as, you know, aliens or anything like that. He is notable for being the only JRE guest that I've ever actually spoken to on the internet because he emailed me. That is my big claim to fame. Although that could potentially change soon. I won't say anything yet, but there is a slight possibility that a former JRE guest may appear on this podcast in the future. I will not say anything else, though, because it would ruin the suspense. Chris Kresser has a very narrow head that is very Beavis and Butthead-like. I don't really remember him too much, other than he was a health guy, so I'll give him a 5 out of 10. (laughs) What you will realize as we continue on with these ratings is that I actually have quite a bad memory. If I did this episode with no preparation, I probably would have straight up forgotten like half the guests. I considered doing that because I thought it would be funny to make an episode that's basically just me saying, yeah, I don't really remember this guy. (laughs) But I wasn't sure that you guys would find that as funny as I do, so I did not do that. And I did look into this a little bit. Tulsi Gabbard and Jocko, these two goons were on an episode together, if you remember that. I definitely remember them. I got a lot of hate from the Gabbard gang from this. And frankly, I am shocked that she is still relevant three years later. I assumed she would just be a meme candidate like Yang and then go away. But she's still out here. I think I think she just goes on Fox News and basically says, yeah, you know, I'm a liberal. Uh, but these other liberals, these people are crazy. Not me, though. I'm not crazy. I'm cool, right? I think that's kind of her gimmick now, which is basically the same gimmick as Megan Murphy. There are kind of a lot of people with a sort of similar type of gimmick. Also, to all the people (laughs) who emailed me or left comments criticizing how I said there was no way Gabbard could possibly get elected, I'm sure none of you are listening to this because you stopped listening after that episode. But if you are listening... I would just like to say, uh, I was right. She did not become president of the United States. I know, my predictive powers are astounding. I'm I'm basically like Warren Buffett. I think I I need I need a new gimmick, I think. I need a better gimmick. What is my current gimmick even? Guy who looks things up on the internet? It's boring. I need a, I need something fresh. I'm gonna start doing ASMR. This is going to become an ASMR podcast. Or or I will do reverse ASMR, or I will yell the entire episode. Email me or message me on Twitter if you think I need to start yelling every episode the whole time. I would give Tulsi and Jocko a 6 out of 10, because I remember some of their opinions being annoying to me. James Wilkes and Chris Kresser. Rogan brought on James Wilkes, who is a vegan, to basically battle Chris Kresser. When's the last time we had a good battle episode? I like this episode, and James Wilkes has become a sort of in-joke between me and my friend for reasons that would be too hard to explain, so I will give this one a 7 out of 10. Forrest Galante, good name for a person, good episode, good cryptids, I'd give this an 8 out of 10. Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo. I made three episodes covering this, and then I made, I think, four episodes covering their other appearance. This is a 10 out of 10. 
It contains many things which are completely false, but that is part of the magic. JRE is not supposed to be NPR. If I wanted reality, well, I mean, if I wanted reality, I would also not go to NPR. But you get what I'm saying. Is it bad to enjoy conspiracy theories that aren't true for their entertainment value? Is it possible that conspiratorial thinking has in fact created massive problems for America in recent years? Yes, that is true. However, I still like this episode. Daryl Davis, another good name. I'd give him a 9 out of 10. His worldview and ideas are genuinely important and will become increasingly important. I know that he's currently involved with this weird social media site that supposedly run off the blockchain. And you can you can win crypto with posts or whatever. I don't know exactly how it works, but you get like upvotes or something, and you get crypto. Um, but I don't I don't think that's really his fault. I doubt he really knows much or cares about crypto. On Wikipedia, it says he's a consultant for the site. It's not like he owns the place. His broader points about de-radicalization are what's important here. You know, Freakonomics just made some some dumb thing about crypto and blockchain. It's really become one of those things where, like many conspiracies, it's always happening just over the horizon. You know, just two more weeks and then it's going to happen. It, there's going to be mass crypto adoption and the blockchain will be used for everything for some reason. And what's kind of funny to me is that a lot of people who are really into crypto are sort of more conspiracy-minded, but none of them ever seem to think that, you know, Bitcoin itself might essentially be a conspiracy. And I don't mean it was created by the CIA or something. I mean that, like, Bitcoin could essentially be controlled by a small handful of people who can manipulate the price at will. I mean, sometimes it seems very blatantly manipulated. But this is another topic. Melissa Chen. I give her a 5 out of 10. The only thing I really remember about her was that she basically just said that Singapore is great. A very rare Asian guest. You don't see many of those. Andy Stumpf. Don't really remember this guy. Uh, Didn't care enough to look him up again. I give him a 4 out of 10. Tom DeLong. Now, this was a highly memorable episode, a 10 out of 10. He came on and explained to Joe Rogan how he was making a time machine with the help of the U.S. government. And if I ran JRE, this is basically the only kind of guest that would be on this show. This is great. Jack Carr. He was on again somewhat recently, actually. He basically has the name of a military action protagonist man just like the ones in the books he writes there was a period where every main character's name was jack you had jack shepherd on lost jack bauer on 24 everyone was named jack i have never met someone in real life who was named jack jack carr i wonder if his name is fake no it's probably his real name it seems like it is i really think there's something to the idea that your name determines your destiny to a certain degree. There's, a, there's an episode of Freakonomics about that, actually, that's actually good, unlike a lot of recent episodes. They've done studies on, on this idea. I would give this a 5 out of 10. He's kind of an idiot. Elon Musk. Now, I remember liking this episode. 
I would give it a 7 out of 10. This is a score for the episode, not a score for Elon Musk the person. It's a good episode. I know a lot of people have kind of had enough of Elon Musk. He has certainly generated the worst car fandom in existence. In a way, I think it has been good for other annoying car fandoms like Toyota and Subaru, because they now don't seem as bad by comparison to Tesla. Joel Salatin. Now we're, now we're really getting into the COVID era of Jerry. This guy was actually pretty interesting. He was, he was, he's still alive. He's a libertarian environmentalist Christian who thinks everyone should be eating beef every day. And he said that he drinks water right out of the cow trough to boost his immune system to beat COVID. He was interesting at the very least. So I give him an eight out of 10. David Pacman, don't really remember this guy. All of the YouTube liberals kind of blend together. I will give him a five. Crystal Ball and Sager. Crystal Ball. I will not get over that name, and it is never addressed. Nobody wants to talk about this. <laughs> this is the big this is her big secret. Her name is Crystal Ball. Rogan never shuts up about these guys. He really hypes them up as a powerful journalist duo. I think that I would like them more if I had never seen the show Veep, because they just seem like characters from Veep to me. Crystal Ball is extremely wealthy and married to the CEO of Cognotion, which is a zillion-dollar company. So I think her whole progressive crusader thing is either hypocritical or just like an act, basically. This will never come up on Jerry, just like her name. Uh, but I remember this episode being pretty good, so I would give it a 7 out of 10. I think that's probably a good place to stop for now. Uh, let me know if you think this episode even deserves a sequel where I rate the rest of the guests. Uh, I'll just have to see if any investigation-worthy guests arrive soon or not. If you want bonus episodes, you can subscribe to the Patreon for $2. Thank you for listening. And the next episode will be a little over four hours is my plan right now. Mm-hmm.